Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. In this episode, I'm going to talk about Xcode Gen, which is a Swift-based command line tool that you can use to create your Xcode project files. I'm going to go into how you set that up and and a couple of uh, reasons why you may want to do that. It's a tool I've been playing around with this week, and I'm really quite impressed with it. So I'll put a link in the show notes. You can find it on GitHub. And Xcode Gen is a very popular command line tool that you can use to basically you run it and it reads a configuration file that you've written. And from there, it generates your Xcode project file. Now, first of all, the first thing to notice is that Xcode Gen itself is written in Swift. So that's always a good start. Now, what you do to make this work after you've installed it, you need to create a project spec file, as they call it. And you can do this in two different languages. You have a choice. You can either write the configuration file in YAML or you can write it in JSON. And on the, you know, the GitHub repo, there's some great documentation to work through and some example files. And, you know, I pretty much didn't have to do anything else except read the documentation to get this running. Um, I made a little bit of a screw up, which I just couldn't solve. And it turned out to be an indentation issue that someone pointed out to me. So that was always useful. And I wrote mine in YAML and that's why the indentation there is important. So why might you want to do this and, and what can it do for you? Well, like I say, you know, you, you create this project description file and in there, you're going to put all the details of your Xcode project. So for example, the basics that you would put are like, you know, the name, um, you'd put in your bundle ID prefix, you know, normally it's a reverse domain name. So I'd put like com.peterwidham and then it's going to put the app name afterwards. You can also list packages in there that you want to use. And so it's going to pull down those packages for you. Uh, it's working very well for me with Swift Package Manager, for example. In the packages section of the configuration, all I needed to do was list the Swift packages. I wanted it to use from GitHub and information like either the branch or the version of that Swift package I wanted to use. You give the URL and it's going to pull down all of those when it makes a project file for you and set everything up in there ready for Xcode to actually pull down the files, you know, from the repo themselves. Other things you would put in there as well are your targets. So you may, you know, you're going to have your application target, for example, uh, you would specify for something like the platform, uh, you know, iOS, uh, Mac OS, whatever it may be. Plus the deployment target, you would list your sources folder. And then you can also put in like your settings for your, you know, your configuration for debug, release, those kind of things. You would list your dependencies and any, you can put in any frameworks. And that's pretty much the basic list. There's an awful lot more you can put in there and it's well worth reading the documentation for it. Time for a break. Break time over. But basically, once you've listed that in the project file, you then run Xcode Gen. It's going to read that project file. It's going to create an Xcode project for you that you then just open up in Xcode 
and all the configuration in there is used to set up all the settings in Xcode for you. So it's a huge time saver in that regard. Now you still want to create your, you know, the way I did it was I created my basic application in Xcode first. So in my case, I did a Mac OS one. So I created a Mac OS application. Then I closed Xcode and I deleted, basically I deleted my project file, built my configuration file, ran the file, and then it created my project file that I opened up. And then from there, that project file, of course, used all the source files I'd already created, which I know sounds a little confusing. It makes an awful lot of sense and sounds way more complicated than it actually is when you come to do it. But the question maybe you have is, well, why would I do this, right? If if Xcode's going to create the project file for me, why would I go to the trouble of creating this configuration file and running it that way? It's a very good question. But if you've ever worked with a team or, you know, you shared code with another developer, you have undoubtedly reached or one day will happen to you a situation where there is going to be a merge conflict with your Xcode project file. And it is an unholy nightmare trying to fix that. And this Xcode gen is perfect for solving that because what you do is you're doing the work up front in your configuration file. And yes, you have to maintain that file. So obviously if you add a new dependency, you're gonna have to put it in that configuration file and not just do it straight in Xcode but it means you do not have to check that project file into source control. So you do not have to worry about these ridiculous merge conflicts and having to resolve those problems and everyone else using the same one and things like that, because all you need to do is check in this, you know, project file, this YAML or JSON file for Xcode gen. And anytime you pull stuff down and you need to make sure your project file is up to date, you can just run the Xcode gen command again, and it's going to recreate, a, a, it'll build a new project file for you. So that project, Xcode project file does not need to exist in source control. So it's a, you know, it's a big headache solver for something like that. Plus it means, you know, should your project file ever become corrupted in Xcode for whatever reason, you can just run this command again and, and recreate it. It's not going to hurt your source code files any, so you don't have to worry about that. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what Xcode Gen does. Um, it took me a little while to be convinced why it was so popular and why people like to use it. But now that I've used it for a little while, um, I got to say, you know, I think I could get used to this going forward. And I'm certainly a couple of new projects that I'm playing around with. I'm using it for that to sort of, you know, get used to it, understand how to configure everything and use that for my own projects to test and play around with before moving on to bigger things with it. So that's Xcode Gen. Like I said, there'll be a link in the show notes for it on GitHub. You should definitely check it out. It's a, an interesting tool. It's always under development. Um, it's got a, you know, huge user base and a lot of people out there writing about it. So you can certainly find resources to help you get started. So I hope this information has been helpful. Uh, if it has, please let me know. You can reach out to me on Twitter at CompileSwift. You can also find me at CompileSwift.com forward slash contact. And you can fill in the form and you know reach out to me there. If there's anything you think I should be looking at and sharing with the audience, you can also let me know there as well. 
Uh, there's some fantastic tools out there and I really want to highlight, you know, the, the Swift community and the things that we have out there. So with that, that's it for now. Take care and I will speak to you soon.